0: This is Soul Sessions, conversations on culture from Jackson, Mississippi. I'm your host, Yolanda Claymore, bringing you a look at the people, places, and events that make us the city with soul. On today's show, Director of Public Engagement for the Mississippi Department of Archives and History, Michael Morris. Michael began as a public information officer and Director of Public Relations before maturating into his current role. He offers a wealth of knowledge and always greets you with a warm smile. Hello, how you doing?
1: I'm doing terrific. How about yourself, Yolanda?
0: You know, I have to admit that I have to fight the urge to call you Michael Morrissey because of Stephanie Morrissey. Am I the only one?
1: (laughs) Yes, that's my colleague. And and especially when we work together, it made it very difficult for folks that were outside of the agency to kind of get the difference between the two of us.
0: Right, right. (laughs) (laughs) Just tell us a little bit about yourself and the work that you do at the Mississippi Department of Archives and History.
1: My job title is director of public engagement, but really what that means is I do whatever our director, Katie Blunt, asks me.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, people might tend to think that history might be kind of boring. What's your What's your take on that?
1: I strongly disagree. Um, I think that um, any true student of history uh, can't help but be fascinated with uh, just how complex uh, the past is. And um, there's just Uh, No easy way to look at, you know, what's happened before um, without really trying to understand it. And, you know, really what it comes down to is decisions. You know, why do people in the past make the decisions that they made? And to me, that is so very much interesting. Um, Whether we're talking about just the city of Jackson or whether we're talking about our nation. Whether we're talking about the world, I think history has a lot to offer us.
0: Well, that's that's a great take on that. You know, I'm kind of going to segue into what why we have you on the show today. I was traveling from Columbus, Georgia for a graduation celebration for my cousin. And of course, that carried us through Selma, Alabama. And I felt compelled to stop at the Edmund Pettus Bridge. Uh, just to pay homage to uh, Bloody Sunday and the, and the brave civil rights marchers that, um, that marched there. And, you know, we, my family had a discussion because it was kind of almost late evening when we made it through there that if we had been traveling in the sixties, we would have been completely frightened. That's a kind of a segue to why we have you on here talking about the uh, exhibit you have. So tell us about that exhibit. The
1: traveling exhibit that we, um, are going to have at the two Mississippi museums is called the Negro Motorist Green Book. For those that don't know, the Green Book was an annual guide that was first created in 1936 by a postman named Victor Hugo Green. And it was distributed nationwide and it was published up until 1967. And basically what it did was it gave black folks um, an idea of what friendly businesses there were across specifically the South. And Selma is a great example, because um, I believe that there were a number of places in Selma, Alabama, that were listed in the Green Book as places where you can go and um, have lunch at a restaurant or go and purchase a hat from a store. And of course, Jackson had a number of uh, places in the Green Book as well. And so it's a traveling exhibit from the Smithsonian. But what we normally do at the Department of Archives and History with traveling exhibits is. We Mississippian. Okay. You know, we make sure that <laughs> we make sure that we put um, a Mississippi-centric focus on the exhibit. And um, one of the cool things that our exhibit staff did was they went ahead and started creating an app, an app for phones or whatever, that lists all 115 places in Mississippi um, that were listed in the Green Book between 1936 and 1967.
0: What a great step back into history to know that that exists for people to kind of walk through history today is is pretty fascinating.
1: It's kind of hard for us today to kind of understand what it was like to be living during the Jim Crow era, you know, to understand that there were stores that we couldn't shop in and that there were restaurants that we couldn't eat in. And so my hope is that this exhibit gives, especially our young folks, an opportunity to kind of get a sense of what that was like, you know, to just get a uh, a, a taste of what um, that era was truly like in terms of not being able to spend your dollars, you know, where you see fit as opposed to today where we can spend our dollars anywhere. And of course, Ferry street, you know, plays a big part into that story because, um, that was the Black Business District, you know, as you know, Yolanda, during right, that time
0: period. Right, the, the Black Mecca. Yes. <laughs> How long will that exhibit be with us?
1: That exhibit is going to be up through the end of the year. Folks are going to have an opportunity to, to look at it, and we're going to do a number of public programs around that exhibit. Doing public programming will give us another way of advertising that the exhibit is on display at the two Mississippi museums. A lot of folks probably remember the movie about the Grey Book that came out a few years ago. I think we're going to, at some point, do a screening of that movie and possibly a screening. Um, The Smithsonian has produced a documentary about the Green Book that we're probably going to screen a few weekends while the exhibit is up as well. So there's going to be plenty of opportunity for folks to be able to experience this, this exhibit. And it really dovetails Yolanda with what the Museum of Art is doing with their Great Migration exhibit.
0: Right. Because
1: um, the Great Migration and the Green Book, both of these ideas kind of go hand in hand.
0: Right, Um, right.
1: While Black folks are traveling north, they're utilizing tools like the Green Book to be able to decide where they can eat and et cetera. Um, So I I encourage everyone to go by the Museum of Art and check out their um, exhibit on the Great Migration. Um, It's really excellent.
0: Yeah, that that'd be a great uh great combination to do both of those things. Well, Michael, if you had twenty four hours to show off your city, what would you do, and where would you go?
1: Well, um, I had the opportunity to um uh, drive around Dr. Eddie Glide of Princeton University a couple of months ago, and what we first did was we went by the two Mississippi museums that morning. It's a lot to see, so it'll probably take you a while to <laughs> go through both of those facilities for lunch i i'd encourage folks to go by Eddies and ruby snack bar and get a pan trout sandwich oh
0: yeah get a pan trout sandwich <laughs> and then
1: um you know i'd encourage folks to go by the museum of art in the afternoon and possibly that you do a well to have some garden and then um hopefully there's something going on the offbeat there's always something going on the offbeat in the evenings but i just think that's a great place to go and kind of unload get a beer uh, maybe purchase a record. Just kind of talk to the DJs that are usually um, performing there. So that would be my 24 hours in Jackson.
0: Okay, that's that's a good, good itinerary. Michael, what makes Jackson, Mississippi such a special place?
1: You know, I really do think it's the people that make uh, Jackson special. And I think I'm saying that because I grew up here and I, I just happen to know a lot of people in the city. But I think that even a stranger that comes here for the first time can't help but notice the the hospitality that's here, the the kindness that you experience, um, just asking for directions. You know, I just got back from D.C. and in the hotel that I was staying in, I happened to have on a Jackson State University t-shirt. And somebody stopped me that was from Jackson. And we ended up talking for a whole hour about people that we knew <laughs> from Jackson. And, you know, I had other things to do, but I didn't mind because... Right. It's, you know, it's my favorite topic to talk about is, you know, Jackson, what neighborhood I grew up in, what school I went to, where I like to eat. And so um, I, I think that's really what um, makes Jackson so special is um, the people and, you know, of course, the history of, of the city, but the the people make up the history, if, if that makes sense. Yeah. Because the people tell the stories about what happened in the past. And so that, that makes them even more important.
0: We thank you for sharing that with us. We'll put links for the exhibit and the work that you do over at Mississippi Department of Archives and History in our show notes. And Michael, thank you so much for being here today with us.
1: Thank you, Yolanda. I really do appreciate it. And I enjoyed the conversation.
0: Soul Sessions is a production of Visit Jackson. Our executive producers are Jonathan Pettis and Ricky Thickpin. To learn more about our organization and mission, head to visitjackson.com. I'm your host, Yolanda Claymore, and you've been listening to Soul Sessions.